Tired of long waits and rushed care at the ER and urgent care clinic? Next time, stay home and let Dispatch Health bring the power of the hospital to you. I call Dispatch Health. A care team of medical professionals actually come to your house. They're the same caliber of people that you would see if you were at a hospital or an urgent care. Dispatch Health can treat most non-life-threatening emergencies. They can do the x-rays, they can do stitches. Urinary tract infections, blood tests, urinalysis, ultrasound. It's almost everything that they can do at the ER. You never feel rushed. They're there for you and only you. I felt like their only patient. And it costs no more than a trip to urgent care because Dispatch Health is covered by most insurance, including Medicare. See if we serve your home at DispatchHealth.com. Dispatch Health really went above and beyond. It's wonderful to have care come to your home. House calls are back and they're better than ever. Learn more at DispatchHealth.com. Let's talk small business. I'm Windsor Dalton, a digital content and branding creator. And I'm Sasha Lavinka, a small business owner and digital ad junkie. We're best friends. Pulling back the curtain to all things small business. Let's get started. All right, guys, today we have no notes because we're talking trade shows. We're talking about trade shows. Love them or hate them, if you've been, even even if you've even just been to one trade show, not even worked one, you'll you'll want to listen to this podcast. Yeah. So that's a good thing that you bring up because mm-hmm. when I was right out of college, I was what, 21 or 22, and I was working for a friend of mine, Christina Richards, who has an amazing store in Newport, Rhode Island. She still has it there. Mm-hmm. And I remember I was so excited because she has such a beautiful store. It was so cool, such like a cool boutique, women's clothing. And she would go to New York City to buy clothes for the store. Yeah. And I remember one time I went to the trade show by myself to just walk the show. And I was able to do that because um, I said I work for her and I got a pass and whatever. Yeah. And it was the first time that I ever went to a trade show. It was in New York City. And I remember the first booth that I saw mm-hmm. was Seven Jeans. Oh, no way. Do you remember Seven Jeans? Of course, I had them. Okay, same, because they were like the, the hottest The seven thing. on the butt, I loved them. Yeah. So this was 2014, 2015, something like that. And I remember I just walked up because I didn't know how trade shows work. Sometimes you need an appointment. Some of the booths, you absolutely need an appointment. Some you don't. So I'm like, oh my God, seven jeans. Like, I'm so cool. I work for Christina at this boutique and I'm going to go and just be like, hey, like show me all your stuff. I walk up and they're like, do you have an appointment? And I was like, no. And they're like, well, you need one. So get out of here. Bye. And I felt like such a dumbass, but it was very cool. Regardless, walked around the whole show. Then fast forward when I started Perpetual Shade, I started at smaller trade shows in New York City. Mm -hmm. But my most favorite one was the one that you came to in Miami with me, Cabana. So fun. Swim week. Mm-hmm. So just to give you like kind of a background of what a trade show is, if you don't know, basically they're held at these like huge convention centers. And just, I remember the first one I went to, I didn't even know buildings that big existed. Like mm-hmm. I had been in auditoriums or like concert venues or whatever, but the first one I went to, which was in Orlando, Florida... The whatever building that is, I'm sure there's only one because this it was so big. I mean, it had to be 20 football fields, maybe even yeah. bigger. And, and then it's multi-level. Like, it's like 20 football fields times three stories. Was that PGA? Yeah, the PGA show. Whatever that building is. Yeah. I was at... But it's so one, right? big. I was blown yeah. away. I was like, I didn't know because you always hear about like grown-ups being like oh i'm at a trade conference thing this weekend like whatever and i always just pictured like a big thing with ugly carpet and then (laughs) i remember walking in and just being like how do you even find your way through here because it's so like people riding golf carts around because they're so big they're huge sorry and you need a map and you need a strategy Mm -hmm. but we can go through that a little later so 
Okay, so Cabana is a trade show that's still happening now, and it's during swim week, which is in August, usually <coughs> July, August, in Miami. I don't know if you guys have been to Miami in the summer. It's hot. It's so hot, and it monsoons every five minutes, and then it's sunny and hot as hell. Wait, we have to tell the story about setting up for that trade show. Oh my god, that was incredible! Well, first, we have to like give them a picture okay, yeah, yeah. Sorry, of like. I'm getting ahead of myself. Okay, so they don't do this anymore, but Cabana used to be in these beautiful white. Imagine like um, wedding tent sort of thing. Mm-hmm. But they made it such a vibe. They had really cool food, really great music. They had those coconuts that you got for free. So you would go to the coconut stand. They would smash it with a hammer, stick a straw in it, and you would drink the juice. We had what, like eight of them a day? We thought we didn't. This was before I think maybe we were just unaware, but before coconut water was like really a thing in (laughs) stores. And I just assumed like, oh, it's water. And I probably like eight to 12 of those coconuts a day. And then we, I mean, not that it's like, it's natural sugar or whatever, but I think like one serving of coconut water literally has like 20 grams of sugar yeah. in it or something. So we were drinking. We were like so many, but we were hydrated. Crack. We were hydrated, but definitely energized. Yeah. And they set up these tents in this park that's right um, next to the W Hotel. And it's right on the beach in South Beach, Miami. So it was mm-hmm. so cool. It was just like such a vibe. All the brands were super cool, like really great resort wear, amazing bikinis. Like you would have these like gorgeous supermodel chicks wearing bikinis walking around the show. And it was just like so, so much fun. So the first time that I did it, I had never heard of the show. They actually reached out to me. I don't know if you know this story. Mm-mm. So they reached out to me and they said, hey, we want to um, include your sleeping masks in like a couple hundred of these like VIP gift bags. Oh, I remember that part. Yeah. Yeah. But we want to make a custom one. And I'm like, oh my God. Okay. And I, being the smart businesswoman that I am, I said, well, this is going to cost me money. I'm a small business. So in exchange for these quote unquote free masks, I want a free booth. Oh my God. I didn't know you did that. I did that. Mm-hmm. And I have, a, I have a picture. I have a picture of me at Cabana in my little booth that's probably as like long as a coffee table. And I just... It was an in booth, though, which is prime. It was the first booth you saw. Yeah, it was a really good booth. Like, when you would walk in to registration, you see me first. Mm-hmm. So it was so prime. And it was amazing. Like, I met so many brand, or other brands, retailers bloggers at the time because that was 20 when was that 2013 the year i did it with you 2014 no my oh first your first year. year probably 20 2013 2014 something like yeah that. um so you had all these like bloggers instagram was still like easy to navigate and like you would get great engagement so it worked out really well and then i ended up going a few more times and then after meeting you, I was like, Windsor, want to come to Miami with me and help me yeah. with this trade show, this booth? I flew there, Spirit Airlines. That was oh the God. one and only time I actually <laughs> actually ever flew Spirit. I don't recommend it. I remember I was on the beach like hammered. I was drinking. Yeah. And we just jumped in the water. It was really nice though, mm-hmm. actually. It, I would say Miami's not bad. Like, it's really only bad from, like, 11 a.m. to, like, 4 p.m. Yeah. But, okay, should we tell the setup story? Oh, my gosh, tell it. So, we were um, staying at the Nautilus, which was, like, you could walk down whatever that main street is um, to, the like, the convention Collins. center. Yeah, yeah Collins. So like, the convention center booth thing. And we have, like, all this product with us, like... I think a rolling rack, maybe even like we had a lot of stuff with us. Oh yeah, because I had my my uh, lounge wear that I tried for five seconds. Yeah, and I had my drone. Oh, yeah. And like all my camera equipment, which thank God I have like that waterproof kind of it's like a water resistant backpack <laughs> for camera equipment and everything. But we are walking, and this month, like I'm not saying rain, monsoon, 
to the point where flash flooding happened. I've never seen flash flooding other than that. Flash flooding happened in a matter of minutes. Like we were in shin deep water. Mm -hmm. Like I just remember being like, and everyone was soaked. Like you had just jumped in a pool and it lasted like 10 minutes and then it was sunny again, but it was the craziest thing. So we had like all this stuff and then we walk into the booth like soaking wet with all of our like wet boxes of stuff and everything and set up and it was fine. But if you were there, you would have died. It was just crazy. Remember the people on the inside of the tents were like pushing the water up? Oh yeah, off the ceiling. Off the ceiling. Yeah, it was bad. Yeah, people were kind of nervous for a second, but then it was amazing. Yeah. And it was so much fun. We had such a blast. We got amazing content, which still have video, still have photos, and met a bunch of people. Mm -hmm. And did you go with me one time or two times? I feel like two, but I can't remember because I mix it up with Orlando. Yeah. Um, well, one time I remember um, a lot of people were obviously stopping at the booth because the masks had the sleep, the sayings on them and people were like, oh my God, these are so funny. And they wanted to take photos. And I was like, yo, this is like perfect for content for Instagram. Yeah. And it was great because th the whole interior was all white. So you had a nice white, clean backdrop. Mm -hmm. So I would ask like models that were walking around. I would ask buyers, whoever would stop by. I'm like, do you want to take a photo? And then I'll tag you and whatever would be like fun thing. Yeah. And everyone was down. I still have all those photos of these like random people. But like, remember that one model, Anna Wolf, that, that was from North Carolina? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. And, um... So she's, I still have a photo of it with her wearing it. And it was just like a great opportunity. So like, you have to think about these things. Mm -hmm. You have to be prepared. Like, obviously you're going to have your product, but also think if you're going to be in the, like a cool situation or even like not super aesthetic, there's definitely ways to get content mm -hmm. from trade shows. Yeah. And... Think about that when you're choosing what trade shows you want, because pretty much like there's obviously there's like the magic one and there's like Atlanta market and all these different gift shows or different things based on your product. But a lot of them are very similar. And I used to run into people all the time that were like, oh, yeah, we do Vegas, but we don't do Atlanta or mm -hmm. like, yeah, we do New York, but we don't do Orlando. Like they like people had rhyme and reasons. Some people do them all and literally have like a whole team of people that are just like on the road. Yeah the whole year but um we one year when i was working at tucker blair we were like okay we're already shipping all this crap down there like we have all these props all this stuff and we were in orlando and we could literally get to turks and caicos i think it was like no joke like 90 dollars a person to fly there or something like so cheap and which part part of it was for fun like just as like a break from the trip but we went to Turks and Caicos after the show and did like this huge photo shoot and had like all this awesome content. And it was perfect because like we were in Boston. Mm -hmm. So it's like the sun literally doesn't come out until like July 4th. So it was like <laughs> we had all this beautiful like summer resort content that we had done. So it's like thinking about that when choosing, it's like even somewhere like Vegas, like, can you go out into the desert and do a photo shoot? Or yeah. like, are there, there stores that like you sell to or you want to sell to or country clubs or anything that you could go meet a person while you're in that vicinity. But I feel like it's really, really hard from everyone that I've done with people as a small business and even like friends I have now in like different industries with High Point Market or whatever it is. It's like when you're a small business owner and you're working the shows, it's like your regular job doesn't stop mm -hmm. and i remember just hating like it was fine when we were physically there but i hated going to trade shows because they're during the week so it was like i was off of my computer like you're literally there from 7 a.m until like then people are lingering lingering around your booth in the evenings like drinking and stuff to like 6 30 or something and we go to dinner and then be exhausted and go to sleep um but i just remember like coming back and being like oh my god now we have all these orders mm -hmm. to fulfill we're behind on everything we were supposed to ship last week like i haven't checked in with our supplier i haven't responded to a customer service email like and it would be so overwhelming that it 
it kind of made it like we got to a point i remember they started doing like atlanta and other things and i was like i cannot go like yeah i have too much stuff to do here on a day-to-day basis that it's like that sacrifice of having me there talking to people that kind of anyone could do like if you're good in that arena like is not worth it exactly yeah and i was doing them by myself that's so crazy. I know. I mean, when you helped me, it was incredibly helpful and so much fun and so, so nice. So fun. Because even the little things, like if I had to go pee or eat. Yeah. I mean. You have to leave the booth. You, I would literally ask the person next to me because the girl um, next to me, this was this was New York, New York Now, which is an, a good show. It's like kind of gift a gift show sort of thing at the Javits Center. Their girl next to me has a cool jewelry line. Um, I think it's called like Artisana Joya or something. She's like actually like I see her on Instagram. She's yeah. doing well. But anyway, she was by herself too. So of course you become friends with the people next to you, which is also like best fun. friends like, because you're like in a prison cell together. Literally in a prison cell. So <laughs> I'd say, okay, like I'll watch your booth. You know, like if you want to eat, like are you hungry? Because people will steal. Yeah. I cannot even tell you how many people we were like in our booth and people would like pick up our keychains being like, oh, free gift. And no. we were like, no, no, put it down. That's you can buy it. Yeah. <laughs> That's another thing. When you have these newbie buyers, they think that they can just buy your samples, yeah. which sometimes, sometimes you can. But the last day at the end of the yeah, day. Yeah. And it's like, this is not a flea market. Like, this is, a, you know, this is how it works. You go with your samples, and then you place the order, and then it's shipped in however many weeks or, like, whatever it is. Mm-hmm. Um, but to your point, the work when you come back from the trade show is crazy. So busy because the point is to pick up new accounts. And, yeah. of course, you want to see your, like, current accounts and, like, just get them Show them what's order new more. or whatever. Show them what's new. Talk to them. And again, in person is so important because you just create these connections with people versus social social media or like cold emailing people. Mm-hmm. That's why trade shows are really important. That's why I'm like excited that they're back now and people are going. Yeah. Um, but I never saw your i never saw tucker blair's um actual booth because we were at the same trade show we didn't even know windsor and i were at the same trade show at the same time yeah we didn't know each other we didn't know each other so this is just a funny story just about trade shows so you might end up meeting your wife there matt and nicole if you're listening (laughs) but so sasha was there with her friend nicole who's awesome we love nicole and i'm there with matt my old boss of tucker who is like the owner of tucker blair and Oh my god, what was um what was the brand? Travis Matthews. Travis Matthews. Matthews. So the PGA show, the one in Orlando that we went to, it was technically golf, but like so many people have booths there because it's like it's kind of like anyone that would buy something at a country club, like that type of person. So there is like thousands. There's golf supplies, there's apparel, there's accessories, there's food and beverage. Like there's literally so many things that you can think of that are at the show. But Travis Matthews, none of us had even heard of it. Like, we were like, what's Travis Matthews? Had no idea. You walk into the PGA show. They had two, like, our booth was, I think, like, 8 by 10. Like a rug. Their their booth had two RVs parked in the middle of it that you could, like, go inside in privacy and, like, place your order. Like, all these racks of stuff everywhere like probably freaking 40 or 50 employees there and we were like who the hell's travis matthews like we'd never even heard it and it's like no offense to travis matthews but it's like it's just kind of plain jane stuff and like a lot of i've now found out like a lot of people really follow the brand and love it because i guess the quality is really good but it's just like a men's apparel like boring dad golf line like it's polos and khakis and like wait it's not the crazy print one I don't think so. Really? I think you're thinking of um What's that one with like the insane print? They always do that 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 starts with a P. What's that print? Not pa- Paisley? Paisley. No, or... but I'm thinking like like cats all over it or dog. I don't know. No, that's Chubbies. Oh. <laughs> or is that who you're thinking of? I think that's 
I think it's Travis Matthews. Travis it's Matthews. Okay, it's like now mind. they have brick and mortar stores. Oh, okay. And it's kind of like a a men's only Lululemon. And oh. they have some funny stuff. Like their mannequins have like beer guts and stuff. Oh. Like it's kind of, they do some <laughs> stuff that's like tongue in cheek or whatever. But that's funny. But anyway, so we're all like, who the hell is this? Well, then like word around the trade show is like Travis Matthews <laughs> rents out. <laughs> senior frogs like for this like buyer appreciation like whatever the hell it was and me and matt and whoever else was with us at the time from tucker blair we everyone had heard about it and we were like we have to go so we like go up to the door at senior frogs and there's literally like a bouncer no and we weren't invited oh or maybe like someone from another booth had invited us but from my recollection which could be skewed because this is all like was so insane but we literally were like we're the international directors of sales of no. like some company or like whatever <laughs> or maybe we even said tucker blair and they just assumed it was like a store or something and like let us right in and meanwhile so Matt, my old boss, was is like five or is like six five six five. Like yeah. he is so he towers over me, and like I'm six three, and he is so tall. So we're there at the bar, and then Nicole, Sasha's friend, is like six feet tall, yeah. and wears like six inch Louboutins, and like just owns it and looks awesome. And she had her red hair at the time. Yeah, and she had like bright red, like um, Jessica Rabbit hair yeah. or whatever. And I remember we were at the bar, and I always was not a good sport. Like, I'm just not a big drinker in general, but I remember being so tired after these shows, and I just wanted to, like, crawl in my bed and eat Sour Patch Kids or something, not go out to a bar and talk to more people after I'd been talking all day to people. And I remember, or you say, I guess you can fill in the story here about, like, the the pointing or whatever. Okay, so this is... This is what I remember. I wasn't even there, but I Oh, I thought you were at Senior No, Frogs. but Nicole told me. I think it was Nicole the next day. Some I don't know. Yeah, she's yes. So she told me that like she's at the bar, like in the restaurant or at the party, and then she sees Matt and he points at her. Because they're both tall. Because they're both tall. Like so much taller than everyone in the room. Yeah, and then he it was like he just knew he's like i want her yeah and he, he just like went for it and long story short now they're married with two children yeah and have an awesome life so you might meet a spouse working on one of these a lot of people do like okay this might be tmi but like i've met a few dudes like at the trade show and you know also fun. though i think it's a good lesson and like we met so many random people that like even you could maybe do collaborations with yeah. or something like you just meet that is one really good thing about them like whether it's useful or not you meet so many people that like you would have never met because like we like we became really good friends with this brand out of uh, these guys with this brand out of chicago like all these like small random brands that we would have never known about but it like really is becomes this melting pot yeah of stuff but um so for example, the trade show that you and I did, Cabana in Miami, mm -hmm. that's where I met my broker for the Today Show. Yeah. And so I wanted to kind of touch on, and I would like to hear your opinion about mm -hmm. this. So I started, like I came in, I graduated college in 2015. I had my first trade, at December of 2015, and I had my first trade show, the PGA show, in February of... 2016 mm -hmm. so literally like one month after i graduated had never been to one nothing and i remember we went for years and like i just was always like well trade shows like that's just what you do that's just what you do and then i remember we did one in charlotte there was like a men's i can't remember what it was called it was at an embassy suites which was torture oh god and i remember one year someone dropped we were moving you could like move the furniture around to like make yeah. your booth and me and our intern were moving the furniture and he literally dropped the sofa on my big toe and like it made my toe explode. I remember that. It was that. absolutely awful. But anyway, oh. this one was at the Embassy Suites and I just remember that was the first time that I was like, this is the biggest waste of money <laughs> because we had done it for, it was like, I think they either did it twice a year or maybe it was just once a year and we had done it two or three times or something. We had done it a lot and it was easy to get to. Like there was a direct flight from Boston. 
you did it in the hotel room suite so like you didn't have to bring props like it was just kind of like you set up a rack you have an ordering table like it was pretty bare bones but we were also flying three people down there mm. you had to get extra hotel rooms for like everyone like you only only one person stayed in the actual room like behind the suite of where your thing was and then like meals and like everything else that goes along with it and then again the neglect of like leaving the office but i remember that show it was literally only these old men and women like i'm talking old mm -hmm. that were walking around for like boutiques that were hanging on by a thread oh, because God. like just like your small town boutique that's like not updating things is still just selling like men's suits that are three thousand dollars like just like not with the times and i remember just being like one of the years we had gone and like let's just say the whole thing cost ten thousand dollars like whatever it costs or five thousand dollars and i think we got like i don't know a couple orders not worth it and order wise for sure and this one was smaller so it's like you weren't meeting all these people and stuff and i remember just being like what if we had spent all this money on like a photo shoot or on like giving away all this product to influencers or like whatever it was like and I didn't know, but I mean, like, that was my first thought was just being like, was this money well spent? Because to me, it seemed like it wasn't because like my immediate reaction for this show, at least was like, okay, we didn't get that many orders. We didn't see anybody new. We didn't like make any like new accounts. Half of the day, you're just standing there, like standing around with the other people at the booth waiting for someone to come by, like talking about like just whatever. And then... It's also like you have to prepare so much with getting product prepared and everything. So like you're ordering samples and all this stuff. And I just remember being like, this was also me new into the workforce, but being like this trade shows are so behind the times. Like why when we have the internet, would you waste your time flying all these people to a trade show? Like this is crazy to me. Um, and I feel like the internet has changed trade shows in an aspect a little bit because most companies that I work with now have like these secondary wholesaler websites where it's like if you already are a current client you can just go on the website and scroll through and hand select everything you want to order and just order it mm -hmm. so it's like yeah maybe making the new connections and stuff like that's something and I'm not saying that trade shows aren't worth it but I'm saying like I think depending on your business you have to really look at it as like I mean, it's a huge investment, and I think that when you start piling up all the expenses of travel and all this stuff, you don't realize how much money it is, and then when you sit there and think like, okay, well, I met 100 people, and I placed three orders, and we spent $10,000, but what if I had spent $10,000 and paid 10 different influencers that all had 100,000 followers $1,000 for a post and only had to make 10 different give away 10 different free product items gone nowhere gotten content out of it and like now a million people have seen my product allegedly like right so i think that's important to think about when you're doing it and important to like what your product is like is it something that people need like ours kind of was it like, when people saw it in real life it definitely changed the ordering process because mm -hmm. our quality was so great and I think yours too, like the ability for people to try on a sleep mask that have maybe never tried one on, like that's kind of priceless. But like some of the shows are just bad. Yeah, that's why um, from my experience, when I first started, I, I went to a bunch just to see. And I would talk to my friends who have small businesses and brands and we would always talk, are you doing this one? How is this one? Mm -hmm. Like, what do you think? Like, is it worth it? And it has changed so much in the last 10 years. And to your point of buying stuff online wholesale, mm -hmm. there's this platform and it's escaping my memory right now, but it is an on, basically an online trade show where brands just sign up. I was on there for a while and you post all your photos of all your products and your wholesale pricing and then if you sell something then the platform takes a percent and then it's like this whole thing but they have a pretty good list of buyers and the buyers are now familiar with this platform mm -hmm. 
and they know to go there to search for certain things. But with clothing, I think it's a little different because people want to see what it looks like and swimwear as well. They want to see how it fits. Yeah. And again, I think in person is so important. Like, for example, it's like going to your local boutique, going to a store, going to even the mall versus buying online. It's the same kind of experience. Mm -hmm. So it's a lot of testing. Um, for me, I think that it was worth going, definitely. I think personally, Cabana was one of the best ones for me. And then New York Now is good for me too, um, which had a lot of gift items and I got a lot of new accounts. Mm -hmm. And the good thing about getting the new accounts is the hope is that they will reorder and continue to reorder so you can nurture that relationship with them. So it really depends. But I think it's worth a shot. I think any yeah. new brand should, if they can afford it, because they're expensive. Those they're boots so are expensive. so expensive. Those boots are like minimum. Like PGA, I think our booth literally was ten ten thousand dollars for the yeah. booth, just for the booth. Yeah, just for and the booth. that's literally your duct taped off booth. That's not like they're yeah. like, oh, you get walls and paint. Yeah, and they charge you for extra. Oh, you need outlets. Oh, that's an extra two hundred dollars. Yeah. Everything in them is so expensive, and that's what I was also gonna say. It's like, so we did. I remember PGA show the first year, and kind of just did it like bare bones, just to see like, okay, what is this like? what's the deal and we had one huge competitor that also had a booth like a couple over from us can you say who or no yeah it was smathers and branson oh, okay. um so it was i mean they made needlepoint belts and we made needlepoint belts and really no one else that i knew of made them um the thing was is they were very different like once you did get in front of them like our buckles were different and the belt's width was really different and like our brand was all about like new england preppy like ivy league schools like that kind of thing and smathers was very like southern sports like all this type of mm -hmm. stuff so they were different so i feel like you could have bought into either brand outside of looking at the actual product um but their booth literally looked like you were inside a store because they're mm -hmm. like a huge brand. And they had like a custom build out. I think they literally had like a roof and oh it was like God. beautiful like wood walls and like their logo like screen printed on the wood walls. And it was like, and like for people that don't know, like you can buy as much or as little as you want. So like we bought, I think what we bought, you could even buy half of like ours was the eight by 10. I think you could buy like a four by 10 or something or a, or four or a five by eight or whatever yeah. it was. And sometimes you can split the booth. Like I've split booths mm -hmm. with other brands before. But so we did that one and it was expensive, but like someone like Smathers that was long or like Ralph Lauren or one of those, like they're buying literally like 10 booth spaces. Yeah. And then they have these huge build outs. But the thing is, is that for them, it's like they they have the like the backbone or whatever to be able to do that because it's like they have a team that's they know all that product is like already there to set up these booths. So it's like you make a one-time investment of making this booth that gets set up every year and stored probably in Florida somewhere or something. And then it's like they know every year they're getting a zillion orders, whatever. Whereas we're coming in like just hoping, praying somebody will even like stop by and give yeah. us a chance because like we're brand new and all this stuff. But so the first year we kind of just did bare bones and like then we were like, okay, I think this is a good show for us. Like we got a lot of new accounts and my thinking of this always was, which like I'm not a salesperson, but I always was kind of like, if you're going to go through it and do it, to me, it didn't matter. Like we had this one boutique in Alabama. I can't remember what the name of it was. It's either Alabama or Mississippi. The name doesn't matter. But the girls were so nice. Like the nicest girls ever. And they ended up literally ordering from us like almost every other month. Wow. But their first order they placed was just like a couple small accessories because they just kind of wanted to try them out. And then they would blow through them and they were calling us all the time. So it was like even the small orders I thought were really worth it. But something that we like learned the first one is we sold like crokies like sunglass straps oh yeah so we sold those but like i don't know if you've ever seen a croaky like the rubber kinds i've seen yeah but like when they're just laying on a table you're like what is this yeah 
So then we, that made us realize because like we were all e-commerce. So like our picture on our website had them on a pair of sunglasses and like it made sense. But then like in person, they were like laying in this tray and everyone was like, what are these? Mm -hmm. And like we would explain them and then they'd be like, oh, but then the stores would get them and they'd be like, how are we supposed to merchandise these? Uh So that made us, at least with the sunglass straps, like we had to go back, we had to have new tags created that you could like hook them like a hanging tag, right? like a jewelry, like earrings tag almost that you could like hook it into and hang it on a hook. And then it also made us make these oscillating stands that were awesome. They were like two feet high and like on a circular basin, it was just like a plank of wood with our logo at the top. And on the one side, they had like six hooks or whatever to hang like 40 pairs of croquis or whatever. And on the back, it swiveled and there was all these hooks to hang key fobs. So then we could tell people would be like, look, if you place an order of 40 sunglass straps and 50 key fobs or whatever it was, like you get this free stand that you can put right by your cash register and it looks great. Like we'll ship it to you for free. And then you always have this pretty thing to display them on and you don't have to worry about it. So that was like a great learning lesson for us because like had we not gone to a show, yeah we would have known, like maybe somebody would have been like oh these are hard to merchandise and we would have just probably been like we'll try harder like i don't know it, yeah <laughs> you're right so okay so this reminds me because the same thing happened with me with perpetual shade so again the sleeping masks they're if they're laying flat no one knows really what they're like what is this remember that one lady was like walked up to me and Sasha and she was like oh they're for tanning yeah and we were like no no. and I was like I guess you could wear them in the sun if you want and she was like yeah for the tanning bed and we were like no they're sleep masks and she was like oh for the beach and we were like what what she was confused (laughs) she was like yeah okay sorry so so okay when I first started I had these heads like a literal I don't like know, a mannequin like a head. mannequin head and I would put the mask on the head and it looked kind of creepy I mean honestly <laughs> like I didn't love it so much but then <laughs> down the line I don't know how I came up with this idea but I bought these really cute little mini pillows like eight by eight squares I remember them so yeah. cute and then we would have like these cute little um, pillowcases on them and then I thought oh my gosh, what if I displayed the sleeping mask on the pillowcase, like strapped it over Mm -hmm. and then just had it leaning on these really pretty, remember those white bookshelves? Yes, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and it looked so good, remember? Mm -hmm. And then what would happen was the store owners would come over and say, hey, do you sell those displays or can I get one of those displays with the pillow and the little um, easel kind of thing so the pillow could like rest on it to put the sleeping mask on. And I was like, this is genius. Sure. Because those things didn't cost me a lot. And I feel like one, that's a great way to either, like I was saying, have a base order that someone gets something free or sell something else like that you Mm -hmm. could make like a display or something low cost. And especially like we a lot of times would meet new stores, like a store that had just opened or they were planning on opening next year and they were doing their first buying trip. So then for them, we could be like, okay, this is this is what you do. Like, we'll give you this. Like, And they loved it because then it's like, you don't have to think everything comes and it's just like you set it up just like you saw it at the trade show and sell it just like how it interested you at the trade show. Yeah. But, um, but yeah, so back to the booth stuff. Yeah. So we did that. And then the second year, oh my God. What? We were like, <laughs> we're coming at this. Like oh all hands on deck for the PGA show. Because our first year had been really good. And we were like, we got, we have to step it up with the booth. And so we hired some carpenter what who literally built like two walls because so just so everyone knows we had the coolest showroom ever did you ever go in it no but i saw pictures oh my gosh we were if anyone's familiar with boston we were on the corner of beacon and charles literally just like looking over we're right above that starbucks if you know where that was and we were looking over the like uh, boston garden and the park and everything 
and it was like a beautiful old building with huge ceilings and we had all this like restoration hardware furniture in there and it was just so cool and it was so new england too like it was just quintessential like preppy cool and um in there we had i think it actually used to be an old like industrial wine cabinet i can't remember exactly what it was used for but it was like basically this massive armoire it was huge it was probably 15 feet wide oh and then 12 feet tall or something and it had like cubbies pretty much and it was really shallow though and we would curl the belts and you would stick them in there where you could see the buckle and then the first like six inches oh, of wow. the print and it was beautiful and people would like knock on our door even though we were on the second floor but people would like buzz us and be like i follow you on instagram can i come take a picture in front of the belt wall thing because like people knew it we always took pictures of it because it was really pretty and so for the second year we were like okay this is like that's something people love here like we should do that there so we had this guy build this like massive thing which it was like he did a really good job it was i mean it was like a movie set like it was crazy mm -hmm. like a full wall with our logo everything painted in our like um pantone colors sh built-in shelves like these little cubby things that you would like stick in these little slats so we could display like a whole row of them curled up and then there was like a section over for the hanging belts and then like all the other accessories we had and stuff and we did that we printed out those um you know like those signs you like that are like that you like pull yes. up and you hook on yes. the top <laughs> exactly we had a back and front of those so we had two of them that we put back to back and we were on a corner booth so we put it out on the corner so on the inside of the booth you saw one picture on the outside you saw the other which was like good and eye-catching and then we bought just like some pretty furniture and stuff but then we bought um lobster traps like vintage new england lobster traps all this like really cool stuff so we had all that and we're like oh my god this will be great then we went to go ship everything oh no and we were like holy shit like we i i don't know what i guess we were just like wrapped up and we did not think about the shipping and this stuff was so heavy like you you can't even imagine oh, like god. it was stick solid wood and he the guy had made it where it would like break apart into chunks but so we're like what do we do and we like had the dhl account had a fedex account all this stuff and then they were like you're gonna have to crate it and like send it there on a crate and then they're like calling us being like you need a forklift to get it like oh the crate God. from the showroom to the like it was just it was turning into this thing and then we were like well we have to use it because like oh my gosh we have all this material and these lobster traps were probably the size of like a coffee table i would say That's huge. we had two of them yeah they're really big and they were fragile oh no and they weren't even expensive i think they were like maybe they were expensive but like if i remember right they were like one or two hundred dollars a trap so maybe we paid like two or three hundred dollars four hundred dollars for both of them and they had like pretty buoys inside but same thing we went to go price them at FedEx and it was like, oh, to ship it to Florida, like that'll be 800 <gasps> something dollars per box or like whatever it was, even with our discount with everything. So we're kind of like, holy shit, like we don't know what to do, but the trade show was like approaching and we're like, we obviously have to ship all this stuff there. But we're like, okay, whatever. Like this was an awesome show for us. Like we're just gonna do it. Like we're gonna ship everything there, like whatever. So we do and we set it up and it was fine. And that show was good. Yeah. But then the breakdown, Oh God. we like messed. We ended up just throwing the lobster traps away. Like we put them in the dumpster because they got like messed up in shipping. And then it was like, we were already so exhausted. And then when you're there, like we didn't have a car. So we're like, what are we supposed to get an Uber and put these lobster traps in them and drive to FedEx? And then like, cause like if you're, big money at these shows like they have professionals that you pay yeah to come and break your booth down wrap it up and then you can pay to store it and we maybe stored um i think we maybe stored that like big wall thing one of the years i can't remember but the moral of the story is is like we didn't think any of that through mm -hmm. and then we got home and we started running the numbers and we were like oh my god like we just invested so much into this that like it has to be worth it just to like break even 
And then we started sending that backdrop thing to all these shows. And every time it was like, the intern dropped it. Like oh, someone hit it against the ceiling. I chipped the, this part off. Like, so that thing by the end of it was literally like, so beat up and we got to the point where it was too expensive and too hard to create it so i went to fedex one day like in person and was just like this is what we have how can we ship this like the cheapest way possible <laughs> i remember the guy being like oh we can get you a custom box like it's going to be a custom he called it something better like you really sold me on it. it was like a custom shipping whatever and he was like it's a hundred and like $75 for this packaging, but like you, you can reuse it or something. And we were like, I like called Matt and he's like, yeah, that's fine. Like, I think that's worth it. Let's do it. So I'm like, okay, this guy just jalopies, like goes and gets no. some random pieces of cardboard and literally is like duct taping it together on the floor. No. And then I had to carry it back from the FedEx store to our showroom slash office. Like, and the wind's blowing. It's like blowing it all over the place because it's like really wide. And we brought it back. And I don't know legally how we even shipped that thing as much as we did because we were like, we're not paying to get a new one. So we would like lay, it was like probably about half the size of a mattress. Oh my God. And we would lay it on the floor in the middle of the showroom and put like, bam, one big piece of the backdrop down. And like lay it on the thing. And then we'd like lay a blanket on it. And then we'd like put the next one on and we were just like <laughs> duct taping and duct taping. And that thing would show up looking like it had just been shipped from like Tijuana no. or something like, it looked so bad. But the point of this is, is then we got to a point where it was like to, for us, for our brand at the time, because of our price point and because of the buyer list and everything that we had and being new and being smaller, it was like, we were having to spend so much money to go there and look legitimate. Mm -hmm. And then again, like the time away from work and then our product, you had to pre-order and like, like eight to 10 weeks it took to make everything. And I remember one of the years, like I messed up on the ordering or something and it was like our best selling belt. Like I forgot to order or something we didn't have a sample of. And it was just like little things like that all the time would like throw you into a tailspin. And then it's it's also kind of like weddings where it's like you kind of defer a lot of the costs and then like, oh, we'll, we'll get custom water bottles. Oh, we'll get giveaway keychain koozies or like mm -hmm. whatever. Oh, we'll have booth cards made and give. And then all of a sudden you're like $75 here, $100 there, another Uber ride here. And I mean, I think one year, I, I think we spent like, $30,000 or something. Yeah, I mean, and like it wasn't worth it with the orders we got. Like, we still got orders and stuff, but then it became where we were just like, we would have to sit down and be like, how much did the show cost? How much did it make? Because mm -hmm. like we couldn't afford to be like, well, maybe it's potential new things because it just got to a point where it was so excessive mm -hmm. to do this. And that's why I always was like, I think it's better to have a sales rep that's just like, has a little suitcase filled with your stuff and is going to all these places and being like, hey, here's the stuff. And like, you know, you can sell it. They can sell it for you and just send you in the order. Yeah, no, that is such a good point because people don't know, especially when you're new, you don't think about those things. You don't think about shipping, crating, how heavy something <clears> is going to be, how big your booth is, how much stuff you're going to have, how many samples, how much do the samples weigh, mm -hmm. who's going to be there, who's going to be selling, who's going to be in the office, how many sales are you anticipating? Yeah. You don't know. Um, so thank God you're listening to this podcast right now. Yeah, because now you're going to know. Wait, I have to tell you something else so funny. What? So this, oh, sorry, I hope my audio people keep calling me having to ignore them sorry um this is one of my absolute biggest pet peeves and it's happened when i've been walking around shows to buy not that i'm like a buyer but like when i have like when you know for fun someone's like oh go walk around and like see if you want anything like on the last day for samples or whatever um for buying things but mostly when you're selling and this has happened to me at High Point Furniture Market. This has happened to me in Atlanta, or not Atlanta, in um, 
Orlando, like everywhere that I've done a show, this happens. There's these bullshit people that like are in a tech company or they're like, we sell like whatever software, like organization calendar software or whatever. And somehow, I mean, I guess they just buy like a ticket, but mm -hmm. you get a booth. And when you're at these shows, it's like buyers have a booth and or buyers have a name tag and sellers have a name tag. And they all have like these little QR codes on them where you can scan them and get somebody's information and stuff, but they're different colors yeah. on all of them. Like one's red, one's blue or whatever. So that people know like, oh, a buyer's walking in. It's not just some like random guy that's here at a booth, like trying to take five minutes and walk around. So you can be like, oh, you could buy something. These people, I cannot even tell you how many times I've been like trying to sell something like in a conversation and then somebody comes up and is like fake looking at your product and like whatever, like looking at all this stuff. And then you're like, oh my God, like, okay, they probably need help too. Like they're a buyer, like whatever. So then you're like, okay, well you guys, like if you want to look at this, like I'm going to go over here and just make sure that this person doesn't need any help. And then you go over and I'm like, hey, I'm Windsor. Like, what can I what can I help you with? Like, can I show you anything or explain the line? And they're like, oh, hey, like, yeah, tell me a little bit about the line. And you like give them your spiel. And then they pull out a business card and they're like, well, I'm Mark with secure enforcement solutions of like Calendarly or like whatever. <laughs> and they're trying to sell you on like software or trying to sell you on like some people came up trying to sell us on storage for booth stuff like any of these people you can think of mm -hmm. software stuff shipping people factories have done this to me and it's so annoying yes. you're like dude you're literally like cock blocking my yeah. sale like I'm like I'm in the middle of a real customer and you're trying to give me your like stupid business card but you can't tell because they get the same badges yeah. as the buyers. And I cannot even tell you, and it's so annoying. And then you have to go through at the end where you've gotten everyone's information. Cause like we always made it a rule. Like if you're gonna enter the booth, you get your thing scanned. Yeah. Cause then we would send a big email, like for anyone I've worked with at the end of whatever show it is and be like, it was so great meeting you, whatever. And you have all these people's contacts. And then these people start emailing you and being like, so great, here's a video demo of my life. And you're like, oh my God, how are you allowed into this freaking show? It's so annoying. It's so annoying. And it could mess up a sale. It used to all the time because most buyers just have a couple minutes. Yeah. Because like most people that I've always worked with pick a couple days like if the show's four days they come for two yeah or whatever and it's like they get there they're like we're gonna hit all of our places we already buy from day one we're going to sleep waking up and we want to hit section a b and c tomorrow and walk through it's like they don't have hours to just be like laying around and chatting with people it's like you're in and out you're in and out there's thousands of booths and these buyers and also as a buyer if you have a new store if you have a new e-com store whatever this is something that you should know too be prepared have a game plan have a strategy know who's at the show mm -hmm. who you want to see make an appointment if necessary remember melissa gorga oh <laughs> tell them the story oh my god so what show was that new york new york yeah but what was it called was it was it the gift show or new york now Maybe I think it was a New York gift show. Okay. Um, it was in that pretty, the Javits It was in the Center. Javits, yeah. And um, I was helping Sasha with it. And that was also a really good booth. That was great. And it was like fashion and jewelry and gifts. Mm -hmm. And Melissa Gorga um, <laughs> from Real Housewives of New Jersey was there because she has Envy. Envy. In New Jersey. Boutique. And um, here she is. Which, like, I, I guess I'll just say this is all alleged, even though I saw it with my own eyes. Yeah. So we, she doesn't send us some cease and assist or something. Not that she's listening, but wouldn't that make it juicy? Yeah. But I think you had literally stepped away from the booth for five seconds. Yeah. Or something. But we knew she was there because we're sitting there like no one had come by or something for 10 minutes. And we're on our phones. And we were like, oh, my God, on her Instagram, we were like, she's at the Javits Center. And she was making it like a whole thing, like I'm buying for Envy, like I'm out here buying for you, like whatever. And this also is like no, this is like not a um, not a comment to your product, what happened. This yeah. is just her being like obnoxious. Yeah. So 
I'm like, I'm going to go find her. And yes. I'm like literally like pacing because I just wanted a picture with her. Because again, guys, social media, like power of social media, wanted that hashtag and that picture tag. So I'm like going up and down, up and down, up and down, being like, I have to bump into her at some point. I have to bump into her at some point. And finally, I'm like, oh, that's what it was. Finally, I'm like, okay, I'm back. I'm giving up. She must have put, not posted in real time because she didn't want people like coming up to her or whatever like I was trying to do. And she's probably already left. So Sasha's like, ah, oh, nuts, whatever. Sasha's like, I'm going to go to the bathroom, get a coffee, whatever it was, and um, goes away. Well, all of a sudden, here turns the corner. The most hair extensions I've ever seen in my life in someone's head. And it's Melissa Gorga and her assistant. And she literally is like strutting down that trade show hallway like it is a fashion week runway. The posh fashion show. And she's walking down and I'm, I like go to stand up cause she's like approaching the booth. Like our booth is on the left here. She's coming down, coming down the aisle. Like we're gonna be on her left. She's on the left and her assistant's on the right. And she's power walking with all her big extension hair flowing in the wind. And her assistant literally stops at our booth, points and goes, oh, Melissa, like look at these sleep masks. And Melissa didn't even turn her head. And she was like, no, 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 we got to focus. And like sticks her hands out and then like keeps walking. And I was just like standing there like starstruck. I'm just like standing there being like, oh my God, please stop at our booth. Like, please. Or like, can we take a picture with you with the mask on? And she literally just like ran away and like left me back in the dust. But oh it was God. so freaking hilarious. And then here comes Sasha back from the bathroom. And I'm like, Melissa <laughs> Corka just came by. And she was like, oh my God, did she buy anything? And I was like, no, she no. literally screamed no and ran away. <laughs> but you know what? She knew where she was going. She had a plan. Yeah. I was not part of the plan. see, like what we said, people mm -hmm. don't have time. They're no. busy. Like They're you're, busy. You're having to stick to something. And then it's like... I also think for her and like for a lot of people like envy was women's clothing and I think a lot of times you're in a mindset as a buyer of like I need to find a new jacket line or like I need mm -hmm. to find good sneakers or like whatever it is you're trying to find that you feel like your store is lacking and like you're on that mission to find that so thinking about some new accessory you had never thought about definitely is hard to wrap your mind around. Mm -hmm. And then also it's like, it's one of those things kind of like just shopping in general. It's like you go to the grocery store and you're looking for a recipe and you need rice, beans mm -hmm. and turkey or whatever. You forget while you're there like, oh yeah, I'm also out of cereal because you're not thinking about that. So you gotta, you gotta have that in there. And that's what I think too, on a marketing level for these, the more preparation you can do, whether it's like reaching out to people, like you said, and making appointments, and figuring out like low cost ways to make your booth really impactful. I think a great way is like doing those screen printed things because they're so mm -hmm. huge and like people can see them and it's nothing anyone has to read because most people's product isn't gonna be like gigantic or visibly noticeable as somebody's walking by or across the room. Yeah. So like having some super cool lifestyle image that someone can see and connect with mm -hmm. is cool. It is and also, maybe having like an Instagrammable. Yeah, like a flower wall. Flower wall or just something cool. Mm -hmm. People love that. Also, honestly, I always had candy. I always, you know, people like that stuff. People get hungry at those shows. Like, Yeah, and the food is like an airport where it yeah. all sucks and it's expensive. And what we used to do, which was technically illegal, but I mean illegal against the like PGA show guidelines. Yeah. <laughs> but we would be like, oh, at five, we start serving rosé. Yeah. And like tell people to come by and we would always buy like a couple bottles of Whispering Angel or whatever and just have them. And usually it was other salespeople that would come. Yeah. But it was still kind of fun because like people were in the booth and you could take pictures and everything. Um, yeah. But I think just to like wrap it up, kind of like make sure you're prepared as a store owner. Make sure you have a plan make sure you have a strategy going in and mm -hmm. then as a brand think about logistics yes <laughs> think about logistics and also 
once you do one, if you've never done one before as a buyer or a seller, I think you'll realize like it's like being at a fair or an airport or something. You're so overstimulated that like, like our one of our first years, I remember we handed out booth cards and business cards to just strangers. Yeah. Like we would be like, hey, this is what we do, like whatever. And now looking back on it, like if someone handed me a business card, like you're so overwhelmed and you're meeting so many people and like, just like the salespeople thing of the uh, software stuff or whatever, like if you're, if your brain is not saying like, I need to connect with this person and someone hands you something, you're just like, it's a waste. It's mm-hmm. a waste of paper, it's a waste of your time, it's a waste of whatever. I will say though, we had people, we started giving away like swag or merch, whatever you wanna call it, which I don't know if people know this, swag stands for shit we all get. I never- Really? I, I remember finding that out, someone was like swag and I always just thought like Justin Bieber, like swaggy, like, right. like whatever. But no, swag stands for shit we are stuff we all get. I didn't know that. Yeah, I didn't either until I started oh. buying this stuff. But we would buy, I think we bought like, um, oh, we bought bottle openers, keychain bottle openers that were TSA approved, Ooh. which was like a big thing because like everyone's obviously flying there. And then I think we did koozies maybe and like something else. But those bottle openers, I remember like friends of mine from college or like people we would see at the show, people would always say like, I still have this on my keychain. Mm-hmm. Or people would come back and be like, oh, can I get a new one? Like I keep keep this all the time. And that was really a great thing because people would get it and put it right there on their keychain and then like go home with it and then our logo was on it. Mm-hmm. Way better money spent than a business card. Oh yeah. And you can go, we used to get it on some website called like, um, just Google it, but like swag one two three. Literally, it was like swag one two three dot com or something. But it was like you could upload your logo or type on it or anything, mm-hmm. and they have every item you bubbles, lighters, underwear, hats, like anything you can think of, and it's just like cheap stuff, like yeah. it's for giveaway stuff, and everything comes in like a minimum bulk of fifty or something. But it's great, and, and it's like pens even because people are writing. Mm-hmm. People still write, you know. Yeah, totally. I will say, uh, lastly, so with those sleep masks that I made for Gabbana in exchange for that booth mm-hmm. that were in the VIP bags, that was the first year I did the show. Buyers would come back to my booth multiple people saying oh yeah you're the sleep mask company i got the mask you know last year whatever i still use it it's so great i love it so much totally if you're giving away something to the right person it's priceless it is it's literally priceless if it can get into the right hands yeah and especially for a product like yours it's like yeah you can try it on in the booth or whatever but like i'm not just saying this to like bump up perpetual shape but like since the day Sasha has given me a mask I have never slept one night without it and like when I forget one on a trip I can't I cannot sleep like I literally am like wrapping like a washcloth around my eyes because I'm so used to having the sleep mask on Mm -hmm. so it's one of those things like if a buyer gets one and then it's like they've experienced and then they can then sell people on them it's like game over game over yeah so so I hope that was in- informative. Yeah. If you have any questions about trade shows, if you're scared to do one, you should be. Yeah, a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> but I think I would say like my closing advice is whether you're a buyer or seller, modesty, like start off modestly mm-hmm. and prepare yourself for the absolute worst. And prepare i think put yourself in an environment to where you're going to be able to be the most focused and streamlined because i know like for us sometimes and and at any of them that i've worked at high point atlanta like whatever it's like you you're so exhausted and you're so tired from being like professional and on all day that like you do want to drink at the end of the day like Mm -hmm. you do want to go have a cocktail and like talk about something or like whatever and relax or stay out late but it's like looking back i think it's really like you and one person or just you like go get a hotel room get room service get some sleep like be prepared 
and just take it really seriously because yeah. it's a huge, huge investment, even if you're a buyer. Like, mm -hmm. it's time, it's money, so just be pre as prepared as possible. Mm -hmm. Exactly. And listen to this podcast before you go. And message us, message <laughs> us if you have questions. Yeah. We'll help. <laughs> and then, um, I guess we can make our announcement today. Oh, yeah. But, so, I work with this awesome interior design firm in High Point called Allen & James Home. Um, it's two co-owners, Stephanie Goldman, James, or Stephanie James Goldman and Patty Allen. Um, they run this awesome interior design uh, business and furniture showroom. So they have this awesome historic home in High Point that they have fully furnished with like all of their favorite brands, accessories, whatever that you can go shop and retail. Um, but they are both like have been in the furniture game for... I mean, I don't even know, 20 or 30 years or something, have the best stories, the best style. Sasha has met them a bunch of times at some of their events and everything, and they have agreed to be our first, um, I guess Angela was actually our first yeah, guest. Yeah, Angela was our first. But our first real um, uh, guest of 2022. Yes. So we're going to be interviewing them hopefully next week. Mm -hmm. And if you have any questions, um, if you know them anything, let us know. But we're going to be doing like a deep dive into how they got into the business, um, do's and don'ts of design, some of their favorite things, and even some personal questions. Yes. Um, so stay tuned for that. It's going to be really fun. Yay. It's going to be awesome. Well, thank you. Okay. Like, subscribe, and follow, guys. Bye. Until next time. Ciao, ciao. Bye. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino online. I was only playing for fun, so winning was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's favorite free online social casino. You, too, could have the chance to win life-changing cash prizes. Absolutely anybody could be like Mary. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumboCasino.com and play for free now. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18-plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of the winner. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino online. I was only playing for fun, so winning was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's favorite free online social casino. You, too, could have the chance to win life-changing cash prizes. Absolutely anybody could be like Mary. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumboCasino.com and play for free now. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of the winner.